This is Lifetime Sentence, the podcast where we watch bad Lifetime original movies and compare them to the truly heinous stories that inspired them. Because sometimes the truth really is stranger than fiction. It's been good. Um, went to church and uh, came home and finished my notes and painted. Nice. It's been really chill. Cool. Oh, and I cleared up all the storage on my computer. I know. <laughs> I laughed because I was making that list that I'm going to make you pick for later. And I was like, well, here you are doing like God's work. And I'm like r- typing numbers next to movie titles. <laughs> and I also um, set some templates in Adobe so that I don't have to set up a new system every time. You'd think I would have done that by now. But I mean, considering every week something fucks up, I'm just like, at this point, we're winging it. (laughs) We still are. We're still like, look, if we ever incorporate our LLC, we have to be the blind leading the blind. Yeah, no joke. (laughs) That would be our podcasting network. (laughs) Yep. Blind leading the blind media. So Ooh, you, I like the sound of that. Yeah, right? What are you yeah. drinking today? Well, I have this lovely... Hold on. There's something wrong with my phone. Oh, yeah, okay. I have this... I Because I got into the Carbach um, Rosé Cider. Right. But it's kind of expensive. So Trader Joe's just put out their own version well, of Rosé Cider. So I... Bought it. I haven't tried it yet. Hold on. I'm going to do it right now. It's pretty good. Good. It's a little bit sweeter than the Carbock one, but not bad at all. You know, I'm a strongbow boy through and through. I do. I do. Um, so how's your week been? It was, it was okay. Uh, <laughs> so, I had to go back to the doctor this week and they gave me a shot. Right. Right. And the lady was like, um, okay, I'm going to do it like one, two. And then she just like jabbed the needle in my ass. Oh, and look, like I am pretty experienced with shots. I've gotten plenty in my lifetime, but that one really hurt. And I was like, what the hell? And then the ne- I have a huge, like quarter size black bruise where this woman gave me this shot. on Ouch. my butt. It, nuts very displeased about the whole thing (laughs) one out of ten would not recommend yeah yeah zero out of ten do not recommend (laughs) it was bad it really hurt can i not and i'm not a big baby about shots at all right but yeah other than that it was pretty it was a pretty normal week i just yeah how about you better than last week (laughs) oh much better than last week um, I mean, I told you about the magic that happened in my classroom Friday, and I'm still like, <laughs> I'll be on a high for that for weeks. Feet down and let me tell you a memoir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's in my notes, too, somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of notes, hey, welcome to Lifetime Sentence. I'm Paul. I'm Erin. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think I'll ever get the hang of that. Like a, it's fine as long <laughs> as we do it at some point, right? 
whatever. It's all good. No, so um, to everyone who hasn't already heard me complain, last week (laughs) at the start of our episode, I went, this has been the least technically difficult episode ever. And then... Famous last words oh my Uh, god and so then i'm editing this and i'm like ahead of schedule and i'm never ahead of schedule i'm always exactly on schedule i'm never late yep um Mm -mm. my computer says out of memory and deletes all the audio files to help me out (laughs) (laughs) like thanks for nothing (laughs) so clearly we got it recovered Um, It was not my best editing job because I had now like an hour and a half to get it done. Yeah. I mean, it was not our best, best edited episode, but whatever. It's fine. It got up. It was good. I was happy with it. Mm -hmm. I was happy with it. So, you know, we did the thing. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, did you? So, what I'm going to have you, what I'm going to have you do, is not say anything about how untechnically difficult this episode. is. I don't think I'm going to say anything at all. I'm just going to sit here. Never. And you do both halves of the episode this time. Okay. I know you okay, could. I'll, is the best part. I'll just take it from here. Yeah, I really could. I'll just be here to um, look pretty, which means we're all screwed. <laughs> I'm the pretty one. Remember. Um, what are you drinking? Water, because I've lived on a cocktail of water and cough drops for the past three days. Delicious. Yep. Mm. I'm going to put that in my in my uh, rotation. Yeah, yeah. Cough drops and water. Yeah. Wild night out. <sighs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, are you ready to talk about this movie? I'm so pumped. This is my favorite true crime story <laughs> on earth. It's in fact somewhere I said it's my favorite true crime that's ever true crimed. I think that was on yeah, Facebook. That was on my Facebook this morning. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so going in, I mean, you obviously know how the story ends. I obviously know how this the story ends, but I'm going to tell this like I don't know. Me too. I'm going to tell it like you don't know. Okay, <laughs> because you think it's one thing, and look. M. Night Shyamalan could have written this story. No joke. <laughs> this is the village part it's, two. Yes, it's <laughs> nuts. Okay. So this week, of course, we watched, I watched Tall Hot Blonde. Although I will just like to point out on the outset, it's Tall Hot Blonde because she only puts one L in tall. <laughs> Who needs two? <laughs> Right. That's just greedy. This was di- this movie was directed by Queen Courtney Cox. Work. Get it, girl. Yeah, from Friends. And she actually in the movie, too. And I'm really disappointed that she did not make a Friends joke. Right? Because I have a do Friends better, joke Courtney. in my notes. Do better. Okay. I do, too. <laughs> we'll do it for you. <laughs> You're welcome. You need us yeah. more than we need you, this Courtney. Pre- this premiered on June 23rd, 2012. Um, the role of Thomas Montgomery is played by Garrett Dillahunt. Not a name of ever um, he was in 12 He was in 12 Years a Slave. Okay. No Country for Old Men. Okay. Fear the Walking Dead. 
I haven't seen that, but I saw The Walking Dead. And he actually played, he guested on a couple of episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is, show, is a show that I love. Um, and I've he played every clip I've seen from it, but I've not actually seen any full episode. He played Detective Majors. And at this time, I'm going to direct you to the drive. I was not ready, Lord that Jesus. That means put down, put, put down your wall. wall. <laughs> okay. There's a folder in there called Aaron Tall Hot Blunt. I saw Tall that. I was so proud of you. Thank you. Okay. Do you see the pictures in there? No, my computer's being slow. Hold on. Okay. And it pulled up my wrong drive. Let's get to the mm-hmm. right one. We're nothing if not professional here. Listen. I'm just so popular. I have so many drives. Sure. Okay. I see two pictures. Okay. Open the one with the glasses. Okay. <laughs> That's him in the movie. Oh my gosh. That's him in this movie. Now you've seen Tal Hopwell on the documentary. Uh-huh. He looks very similar yes. to the real Thomas Montgomery. Yes. Okay. Now open the other picture. He's hot. That's him in real life. No. This guy's yeah. hot. The other one looks like a dweeb. Yeah. He's a total dilf. Oh, it just goes to show what growing a beard can do for you. Right. <laughs> you should see me without mine. I look like a 4,000 pound baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Anyways. um okay so um brian the role of brian (laughs) okay okay the role of brian stop (laughs) i'm just existing now i know I can't stop. <laughs> okay. The role of Brian is played by Brando Eaton. And I really thought that there was like a, a typo on his IMDb page, but his name is really Brando. Like Marlon Brando. They just wanted to be cool. Yeah. Or like Brandon without the end. Right. And he was on Dexter okay. for a little bit. And then the role of Carol Montgomery is was played by um laura san giacomo i hope i did not totally butcher that but the only reason i she plays no role in the real crime but they she has a pretty big role in this movie and the the reason they mention her here is because she played julia roberts friend in pretty woman oh okay yeah. Mm-hmm. She's God, if you hadn't seen Pretty Woman, I was going to fly through this fucking computer. Oh, I've seen I it. <laughs> Listen, as I keep going more and more gray, I tell everyone that if I could go gray like Richard Gere, it would be okay. I think I'm just going to... Here's get... the problem. It's... What? Is that men, you fucking men, you all just look older and more, you all just look more distinguished as you get older, whereas I look increasingly like, you know, the Crypt Keeper. Well, at least... Very unsettling. I mean, at least you're iconic. The Crypt Keeper is iconic? Yes! I can remember many, many nights of my childhood 
pretending to be asleep every time my parents passed so that I could sneak and watch Tales from the Crypt Keeper. I think it was just called Tales from the Crypt. I think it was. Now that you say it. Yeah. Also, I'm not iconic. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, we open on a guy. He's walking down an alley. He's texting somebody. He's outside what looks like some kind of industrial building. Um, he gets in a truck and is like still texting. When you see this guy with a huge rifle walking up behind him. Okay. It's huge. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, no, the guy kind of like the guy in the truck kind of looks around. I think maybe he heard something. I don't know, but he doesn't see anything. Um, I don't know how that's possible, but sure. Um, he goes back to texting and the shooter like squares up right outside his truck window. How does he not see this? Was he still texting? Yeah. I've seen people have entire like life endangering Rex because they were texting. So hey, don't you have peripheral vision? I, ugh, whatever. Okay. So, um, bam, there's one shot breaks the window and hits him in the arm. Now he's got his attention. Um, he shoots him again. Um, the kid is still alive, but he um, is obviously injured. Um, he looks up um, and his eyes widen, I'm assuming, because he recognizes the person who is shooting him. Okay. And the shooter shoots him again and hits him in the neck. No, you don't have to do it three times. You don't, you didn't really have and to do it once. There's a big, like, arch of blood, like, to just, like, show us that, yeah, he dead now. Courtney um, Cox, did you have to do that? <laughs> um, the camera zooms in on his phone, which shows the date as September 14th, 2007. And the first text says, he's just jealous. Who cares about him? This is about us. And the response that he was typing out says, wait till you hear what he did today. He's gone crazy. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So it fades out and they start playing the old. Do you remember... Um, Way back, gather around, children. Let me tell you a story. Um, do you remember way back when, when you had a uh, to like dial up? Yes. The modem. Mm-hmm. They start playing that noise. That do 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 do. So uh huh. My um the first year that I was full time at the school I'm currently at, mm-hmm. I had a computer programming class, mm-hmm. and when we did history of computers, I made them wait for me to play the dial up on YouTube. Until they could log on their computers. <laughs> and every once in a while, I would pause and be like, sorry, someone picked up the phone. And then I would restart the video so that they would have to endure what we did growing up. <laughs> we worked real hard for the internet you all enjoy today, okay? <laughs> um, okay, but we cut to the title page and it's Tal Hot Blonde. I refuse to call it tall. Oh, yeah, me too. Tal. Mm-hmm. Um, two years earlier, we get a montage of workers in, a, in what appears to be some kind of steel cutting place. Okay. Like they take longer steel bars and cut them into smaller ones. This seems like a, you know, very <laughs> ridiculous job, but okay. I'm sure it's actually a real job. <laughs> I'm no, sure it is no too. Sense. For a second, I think that they're actually going to do a musical number. And I got real excited. Wouldn't that rock like a newsy uh, style telling of Tal Hot Blonde? Yes. He's like pushing the like the big 
car and he's got the the um his earbuds in which i don't think is osha approved safety wise but whatever <laughs> but and like but it's playing like loud music and i'm like he's gonna burst into song at any moment i was super excited <laughs> Um, but no, so like it's Brian, he's pushing this cart through the factory while he like high fives everyone and you know, the music's playing and everyone's like, Oh, did you see the game? He's like, Yeah, I did. Um now, he's Brian's very the guy popular. Who died? Yes. Okay. Wait, yeah, we don't know that. Well, yeah, we do. Because you it's the same actor, yeah. Same That's guy. what it's I'm Brian. asking. You said he's, he's Brian, but I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're fired. I'm lost now. <laughs> you totally ruined my mojo. Sorry. Did you see the big game? <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. He gets to another guy and it's Thomas. He's the shooter. Okay. Spoiler alert. Um, and it, like he kind of sneaks up next to him and makes him jump. Um, and he they joke back and forth about how sorry he'll be if a spark catches Brian's beautiful hair on fire, which he's wearing a hard hat so like i don't know how that would work but okay it's the <laughs> fire that goes it's magic fire it goes under the plastic okay. oh okay i got gotcha. you yeah um the other guy pushes up his mask and oh i, I missed the big reveal it's thomas montgomery sorry <laughs> dun, dun, dun. yeah brian asked thomas to go out for beers but he says no because like he's an adult and that's hard um Thomas is going to go with Brian to poker night the next night. Um, They're talking about how much fun boys night or whatever is when like the boss guy comes out and is like, could you stop playing grab ass with your boyfriend and get back to work? Seems like an appropriate thing to say when they're all concerned about hair being on fire. Definitely. Um, Basically this is setting up the idea that Brian and Thomas were very close friends. And I'm not sure that's true. I'm not answering that right now. Okay. Um, because yeah, but I don't, and everything I remember, I don't remember that they were like best buds or whatever. Um, Thomas goes back to cutting metal and we see this long montage about basically like he's got a super boring life, you know? Right. Why are you drawing on my face with your pencil? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't remember taking my ADHD medicine this weekend. So not just once, but twice. Yeah, I can tell. (laughs) Yikes. Um, Anyways, Thomas's life is super boring. He cuts metal. He eats. He punches a time card. He drives around. He picks up his kids. His kids argue. Um, He checks the mail. His kids argue again. He makes dinner, and the kids complain about it. Um, His wife comes home, and she also complains about dinner. Everything is just, it's all sad and boring. Poor, poor Thomas. Yeah. Oh, they're doing that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he walks the dog with his daughter and she's like talking to him about um, my super sweet 16 and how the, the girl on the show got two cars. And he, she's like, that's not real. That's not reality. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's better than reality. So. Okay. Um, so they're leaving a swim meet and his wife is like, hey, I just heard everyone's going to Apple Bums for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Apple bums. The writers were like, we need a restaurant. Applebee's. Shit, change two letters. <laughs> Apple bums. 
<sighs> um, and she's, he's like, no, it's my poker night. I only get to hang out with my friends one time a month. I just want to go to poker night with my friends. He's I just thought it's my fun. friends. God. Oh, he does this a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, for some reason, he gets like really dressed up for poker night with the men. Okay. Really dressed up. Like he's wearing like slacks and like a nice button down and he shaves. It's, it's, it's like you're going out with your boys. Like you're not even going out. You're going to his house and to sit in his basement and play poker. Maybe it's a Gatsby style. Like everybody get dressed up to gamble. Oh, it's not. Like I saw the rest. Like Nikki Arnstein <laughs> and Funny Girl. Sure. Um. So he comes out and um, like he's all ready to go. And Brian is eating dinner with his family. Um. And he like razzes him about being dressed up, and he makes fun of his cologne. Um. And then Brian's like telling him about the late night he had the night before. Wink, wink. Oh. Um. Hmm. They go to poker night and Thomas is like good at poker. He wins a lot. Um, they're talking about military service and this Thomas really stresses how much he loved the Marines okay. and wishes he could have stayed in. Mm-hmm. So this is a like foreshadow. That's all. Right. <laughs> Brian talks about how he's going to graduate from school soon and move away. He's getting ready. Um, to leave or Thomas is getting ready to leave and go home. And the guys are like, Hey, you should join our online poker game. And okay. Thomas is like, is Thomas is like on the line. Tell me about the world wide web. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea. So anyways, they, they write down the website for him and like all their screen names. And we're going to have a bit on screen names in a few minutes. Oh yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We get more of a montage about how boring Thomas's life is. They're really driving home the fact that he was bored. Okay. Poor guy. Let's create an excuse. Great. Yep. Um, Then he gets online and instead of like typing the name of the website into the the bar, Uh you know, where it goes. Right. He types it into like the search line. He's like, allbetsoff.com. My students (laughs) do that shit. Well, I assume it's how my dad still does it. I'm, I'll be like, I, mean, I assume my dad goes to Google and is like Google.com. Yeah. Into the search bar. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, guys, go to classroom.google.com and every one of them will Google search for classroom, like Google Classroom, and then click on it and have to go through like four other doors to get there. I'm like, I told you the direct link. I'm heated yeah. today, apparently. My, my dad, my dad has. An AOL address still. Oh, sweet Jesus in heaven. Yeah. I mean, I can't talk. Dr. Sarah has a Gmail. I mean, has a, a Hotmail account. I was going to say, I have a Gmail account. I have a Gmail also. <laughs> um, um, so he's trying to think of like a screen name. And um, he is looking at all the old military photos that he has just hanging on his walls because. Sure. Um, and so he chooses Marine Sniper. Um, he signs on and immediately gets a chat request from Beefcake. Beefcake! Look, do you know, first of all, that's a terrible screen name. But also, do you know how lucky that guy was to get... There were no other Beefcakes? 
Yeah. Also, Marine Sniper. I mean, like, these are the baby days of the internet. For real. Like, okay, do you remember your first screen name? Yes. What was it? A-D-A-P-A-1-1. Oh, you are because, not creative at all, were you? Because <laughs> that was Adams, Paul, and I was 11 years old. My dad made it. No. Oh, I mean the first one you made. The first one I made? Uh... Quarter mm-hmm. horse zero six. There you go. That's much better. That's what I. That's what I want to know about. Let's, I was okay, hoping so, you wouldn't ask that one. I know. I was hoping that you wouldn't ask me to do a dramatic reading on this episode. Nope. But here we are. <laughs> what was um, yours? Okay, so mine was well my first one my parents set up I wanted to be called Daisy but that one was taken so it was Daisy 93629 oh man um but the first one that I made up um was WC Duchess and it was um for my high school and then Duchess because duh um and, <laughs> um but but the correct spelling of the word Duchess was taken so I just threw a t in there like dutch and then <laughs> That was mine. Oh, man. See, and... The spelling is for losers. <laughs> the baby days of the internet. That's like... So I was a very early user of Twitter. And Ooh, my, yeah. my Twitter username was at PR Adams. And I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then um, at some point, I decided I was going to go with Polly Tweets a lot. Don't ask me why. I'm not sure. And somebody swooped it into I'm me. Not Somebody took PR Adams while I had that. And oh. so I couldn't go back. And I've tried to get at PR Adams back. That Twitter account is now suspended, but the username is still taken. And so okay. I'm at Polly32 now. So all of our 100 listeners, please contact Twitter so that Paul <laughs> can get his original Twitter handle back. You Thank do stupid you. things when you're 21. <laughs> Like, change your Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, back to this fucking story. <laughs> Thomas is just, like, amazed at how the internets work. Oh, all he the internets. like, wow. Yeah, all the internets. Um, anyways, so he gets added to the, the poker game. He's playing with his friends, whatever. And he gets a random chat request from Tal Hot Blonde. Tal Hot Blonde. Anyways, he accepts and it's it says, Hey newbie, I like your name. Oh no. And he <laughs> he responds, I like your name too. Are you really a tall hot blonde? No, she's Tal Hot tall Blonde. Correctly. As in Tal Bakum, recorder of She's so high. High above me. I'm done. Sure. Um, <laughs> so she, so she sends a photo. Oh, good. And it's a young blonde girl in a bikini. Oh. And Thomas is like, er, wow. And he's like, okay. So she then asks if he's really a sniper. And he says, yes. He just got out of sniper school at Lejeune and is headed to Afghanistan. Okay. I'd just like to point out 
This man is 47 years old and works in a steel mill and is in no way in the military at this time. Um, you don't know that. I mean, I do. <laughs> I do know that. Um, so Tal Hot Blonde says, wow, impressive. I have a hard time making it through regular high school. Smiley face. I can't wait to graduate in the spring. Oh, no. Okay. Um, how's their grammar? Like, are they capitalizing? Are they following the conventions or? I am going to address this later. Okay. Um, so Thomas is like, oh, damn, high school. But he's not like grossed up, grossed out enough to stop talking to her. Well, of course not. Because she's a towel hot blonde. I know <laughs> you're 47, dude. No, just no. Mm-mm. And married. She Let's says, like focus more on that married part. Even I'm going to not even focus on the married part because I'm way more grossed out by the fact that he was almost 50 years old and trying to seduce an 18 year old girl. Okay. I mean, it's all bad. Can we just agree on that? It is all bad, but I mean, yeah, it's all bad, but I find the, the, old man, young girl thing, much grosser than the married guy talking to people online. That's just me. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Um, she says her name is Katie. This is the one name that they change because her name is not Katie. Right. Um, and he says, call me Tommy. No. She asks for a picture of him, and he says it's a it's a new computer, so he doesn't have any photos on it right now. Nice cover. I just rubbed my eyes yeah. so hard, I almost fell over. Seriously. <laughs> also, if you if you want um, to watch a TV show about how you can spot these fake ass people online, it's called Catfish, and it's on MTV. That's all. Um, he says he'll send her a picture the next day. So the next day he gets up and he hustles his kids off to school so he can find some old pictures from his actual time in the military and scan them. Yes! <laughs> this, in fact, this whole thing can only work because it's 2007. Oh, 100%. 100%. There's no, like, there's really no Facebook right now. I mean, there is, but it's not super popular. Um, just social media is not what it is now back then well and photo quality is not what it is now like he can oh 100 he can scan he a can't picture snap a selfie for- with his iphone because the iphone isn't a thing yet is oh, it not if they're 2007 guy, I- didn't the first one come out 2006 but there's something not yeah, filters did, did, you can't get a puppy dog face no <laughs> um so Brian comes up to him at work and is like, hey, like, where'd you run off to? Um, he makes an excuse and is like, oh, you know, adulting, am I right? Um, and he says he'll be back on that night to play with them. Okay. So later at home, his wife is like using the computer for herself because she's a selfish bitch. <laughs> and um, Thomas is like listening to her talk about her day. And he's like, hey, you sound super tired. Why don't you go to bed? No. Mm. So he logs on and start starts playing. Um, so Carol asks, "That's his wife. What what he's doing?" And he's like, "This is relaxing." 
um, is there anything wrong with me relaxing after a long, hard day? And Carol is like, um, no, of course not. Also, you could use some relaxing because you're very tense right now. How about a clonopin? And it- <laughs> um, yes. So she goes to bed and finally Tal Hot Blonde messages him. Thank God. He sends I was her really the, worried the she photo. wouldn't. I know. <laughs> I was too. Um, he sends her the photo from earlier and she's like, oh, you're so cute. I love a man in uniform. Oh, and, um, oh. He's almost 50. <laughs> it makes me so sad. Okay. He says that sometimes people say he looks like Harrison Ford. Not true. Which <laughs> Harrison Ford? And she says, you're way hotter than that old guy. <laughs> I'm oh, going to leave. I'll let you finish this story without me. <laughs> no, I have to finish it. So do you. Um, okay. So... She then, like, oh, they talk about how far away from each other they are. And then she's like, oh, you're my brave Marine sniper. <sighs> and he's like, I'm not brave. I'm just doing my duty. No! A true Marine fights. <laughs> I'm not done. A true Marine fights to defend what he loves. God. Now you can react. <laughs> God. This sounds like the like first attempt at the script for Moulin Rouge when she sings the French are happy to die for love. Oh no, it's so bad. Okay. Um he crawls in bed at 2 a.m. and his wife like wakes up but she doesn't say anything about how late it is. She's just like, hmm, and then goes back to sleep. Um Fast forward for a couple of, like, through a couple of weeks, and Thomas is waiting for Carol to get off the computer. Um, They argue about how much time they each spend online, like how they're both hogging the computer. (laughs) So Thomas does what what you do in that situation. He buys himself a brand new laptop. That's what I was going to suggest. Yeah. So economical. Right. Um. He and Carol get into an argument about how much that cost. Okay, this is 2007, you guys. A laptop was not a, like, small expenditure like it is now. No, I can remember the laptop I had to buy for college, and I had to sell two horses to afford it. They're really expensive. Um, So one of the, like, one of the schools that I got into when I went to college, um, one of their main selling points was that they give you a laptop when you start school, and then at, when you're di- when you're done and you graduate, you pay them a dollar and you get to keep it. Oh, that okay. was like a huge selling. Point. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um. La da da. Okay. He then goes on this long soliloquy about how he works so hard and is it so bad that he just wants one thing for himself? Why is everyone so mean to Thomas? He's been wearing the same shoes for eight years. How many pairs of shoes has Carol bought in eight years? He just wants something for him for once. Why wouldn't he give her this? Um, Thomas, you need to cool down. Go take a long walk into traffic. <laughs> So finally, poor Carol's like, okay, the gas fumes are really getting to me. You can keep it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
God. He gaslit her so hard. It was so annoying. Um, This guy is the worst. (laughs) God. Um, He, so he, and like, you just see like back and forth of him and Katie talking like online. And he is telling her um, about how, you know, just knowing that she's out there keeps him alive. She's the only thing that keeps him alive. He refers to like his coworkers as his platoon and his wife as his commanding officer. Uh, Okay. That's kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) It is, but also he's the worst. I mean, it's skeezy as fuck, but that's kind of funny. Uh, 47. Okay. She asks if she can send him a care package and he says to mail it to his father i.e. please mail it to my house because I'm not in Afghanistan. Um, Or maybe he just thought his dad would deliver it to him. No, he's having her send it to his house. (laughs) Trying to himself as his father. I know, I'm not really that dumb. Sometimes I am. So bad. So bad. Okay. So she um, tells him that she loves him and he says... He loves her too. Oh, that's uh, true. True love. It is. I uh, mean, if you can't find true uh, love in a chat room online, it doesn't exist. Now, just then, though, my uncle and aunt met playing Canasta. I think it was on Yahoo Games, and they've been married since I was in the eighth grade. Now, so it does exist, but it is. Not going to exist if you are lying about being an 18-year-old, 47-year-old marine sniper machinist. First of all, if one party is lying, then it doesn't exist. And second of all, your story is the exception. Right. It is not the rule. Just want to be very clear. I don't want to encourage people to like go online and get into a chat room and and like fall in love. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. Okay. And the Disney princess in me is like, but maybe that's where your true love is. So probably listen to Aaron on this one. The Disney princess is me is like, fuck that. No. <laughs> um, <sighs> Just then someone puts a hand on Thomas's shoulder and he jumps 25 feet in the air, which is totally what people will do when they're not up to no good. <laughs> right. Um, it's Carol and she's like, hey, um, we haven't spent a lot of time together lately. Why don't we go on a date? Like, why don't we go to dinner and a movie and like have a good time together? Um, I'm busy, and he, he, he argues with her at first he's like but the girls like i don't want them to be alone and she's like we're going to dinner in a movie they'll be fine you know right um so they go on the date um and he just rushes through it um (laughs) they get home it's real bad yeah they get home and she's literally in the middle of the sentence and he because she's like i really thought the movie was funny don't didn't you and she turns around and he is gone he is like on the computer my God. Yeah. Um, he gets online and, oh, no. Tal Hot Blonde is in the poker room with his friends. 
This uh, won't end well. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I rolled my eyes again. So, yeah, they get into an argument, um, and it cuts to, like, Katie and young Tommy, like, in a room together talking. It's, like, how he sees himself and, and how she is, and it's, like, them together in a room talking. Right. Um, he says he, like, plays poker with those guys, but he doesn't really know them, and they don't know the truth about him because his military service is top secret and nobody is supposed to know where he is or what he's doing. Then why is your fucking name Marine Sniper? Find a better lie. I mean, that's not my main concern is, does, do none of these people know how IP addresses work? Probably not in 2007. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, the whole internet so was still can't... magic then. They thought it was just a whole bunch of genies and wizards working together to provide access to information worldwide. Right. <laughs> um, so then they kiss. And they're like making out. And she's like, I sent you a package. And he's like, oh, what is it? And she's like, just a little something for my brave soldier. Ugh, I can't. Okay. Um... Then they, um, she, then she reaches down and she's like, oh, you are excited, aren't you? No! <laughs> no! They kiss some more, and then instead of, like, giving us an actual, like, sex scene, it just cuts back to old Thomas and he's jacking off while he's in the <laughs> chat room. I was not ready for that! <laughs> <laughs> Neither was I. <laughs> oh my god. It was real bad. Oh my god. <laughs> but while he's doing that, little chat bubbles are popping up around him and it's like, I'm so hot, baby. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> So bad. Okay. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the next morning, Carol wakes up and there's noises in the kitchen. And she goes in there because she's like, what the fuck? And Thomas is making breakfast because he got up early to go for a run. Okay. Because you got to get in shape for that hot 18-year-old ass. So maybe she won't <laughs> notice that you're almost 50. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cut to work and um, Brian comes up to Thomas and he's like hey what's up with that towel hot blonde chick and Thomas is like hey I meet all kinds of people online I mean I only learned to work a computer like 20 minutes ago <laughs> but I'm a total expert it's all totally normal it's fine it's what everyone does Um, yeah Brian's like oh well she seems cool and um He's like, I, I would, you know, want to chat with her more because we have a lot of similar interests. Um, he asks Thomas if she's ever sent him a photo, and he's like, Nope, never seen that girl in my life. Don't know her. Um, <laughs> and Brian is like, Well, maybe I'll ask her for one next time uh, we all play. And in my head, I hear dun dun dun. Right. Um, but then because. Tom or Brian must notice that Thomas looks a little shell shocked, but he's like, "Don't worry, man, I'll show it to you." Like, oh, <laughs> it's poor dope. Hooking a brother, poor up. dumb dope. Uh, 
So Thomas is rushing home after the work to get to the mail. But, oh, no, Carol got home early and she already has the mail. Oh, no. So um, he kisses her and then takes the mail and is like, I'm going to go feed the dog. <laughs> um, God. We cut to dinner and he is shoveling food down his throat. It's so gross. Just and open his wife is like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, oh, all the exercise. I'm super hungry. Oh, no. God, I um, hate this. I don't like any of this. Oh, it's about to get real bad. So uh, buckle up, buttercup. <sighs> and you know what's about to happen. Carol shoots him dead for cheating and the movie's over. No, she doesn't even know that's happening yet. So that's not what's about to happen. Come on. Um, I tried. So he goes to walk the dog and he like pulls the dog like down the trail and he pulls the envelope out of his pants. Okay. Like he had them like tucked like down the front of his pants. I don't know why, but whatever. It was a choice. Sure. Um, <laughs> that's the thing I'm questioning I was from dreading- this whole story. I was really dreading this part because I know what's in this envelope. Uh, you know what's in this envelope. Uh-huh. The whole time I was like, please don't let the thing that I know is in this envelope be in this envelope. But the universe is cruel and mean. And because there's a along human with hand. a letter. No, because <laughs> along with a letter and some photos, there's a uh, pair of red panties. <laughs> I would rather the human hand. Oh, oh, it gets worse. Are you ready? No, but tell me. No talking until I'm done. He puts them up to his nose. <laughs> I can't. And he sniffs them. <laughs> no. Thomas, oh no. Don't do that. That's so gross. You don't know where that's been. <laughs> I little the park, me and my golden retriever in this bright red song on my face. Nothing weird, nothing to see here, folks. God. Oh God. It was so bad. Okay, and I just flash back to the wine and crying episode they did on this where they talked for a good solid five minutes about uh, a yeast infection of the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Um, by the way, I was going to mention this at the top of my notes, but since you've already brought it up, if you're looking for a wonderful episode of Wine and Crime to jump into because you've never listened to it, that is where I tell people to start. That episode right there. Cat Fishing Crime is a really good one. Also, True Crime Obsessed did re- review the uh, documentary Tal Hot Blonde, and they're also really, really funny. So. See, I haven't listened to that. Um, oh, I love that one. Hmm. Oh, man. Sorry, any more alcohol to continue this story? Oh. I'm really regretting my cocktail of cough drops and water. He takes a big old sniff of those panties. I can't. Um, I just want to put you in fast forward when I edit this so no one has to hear that but me. I won't. Because we should all suffer together. Um, we see Thomas going through his regular life interspersed with him working out and young him 
making out with Katie. And this is where Thomas breaks with reality big time. Okay. Because you hear a voiceover of him writing a letter that says, as of this day, Thomas Montgomery, 47 years old, ceases to exist. Mm -mm. He is replaced by a 20-year-old battle-scarred Marine. All paperwork, birth certificate, uh, social security card is, and I couldn't get the word that it was right there. Um, he is strong, good looking and battle hardened. He has money in the bank, two and a half million dollars. He's six feet, two inches tall, 200 pounds. He's a great lover and he's moved to Indiana to be with the love of his life. I think you are thinking of like Robert Downey Jr. But young dude, that's not you in any no. universe. No. Um, but, um, spoiler alert, Carol's going to ruin everything, so. <laughs> I mean, thank God for Carol, kind of. Yeah. Just, there's so much. So, I, oh, okay. She's talking to her nurse friend, Carol, about his weird behavior, and A, her nurse friend is Courtney Cox. There we go. Girl! And B, is like, uh, maybe he met someone online. And Carol's like, LOL, that would never happen. Oh, and listen to Courtney, Courtney the Great. Um, do, but also don't, because Courtney's like, if I were you, I would just go through his stuff. And there it is. Nope. Don't do that. Don't do that. Sorry, just don't. Um, but of course, she, she does do that, because we're telling a story from the future. Um, right. She... It's into his laptop, and I just want to point out that his password is Simperfy. Oh, my God. Gross. Okay. Um, which, I'm not hating on the Marines, but this guy is not a Marine. <laughs> okay. He's just an asshole. And naturally, she finds everything. Um, meanwhile, we see Thomas on a burner phone in his bathroom talking to Katie. Oh. He proposes to her and she says yes. Oh, thank God. I was worried they weren't going to get married at the end of this. A phone proposal. From a bathroom. I can't. From a bathroom. Or even Afghanistan. I'm not into it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I also like here she she's like did you get my package and he's like yeah she, she says why can't you send me something he's like there's nothing but sand here baby <laughs> oh my god so bad okay oh I also just want to remind everyone that he's 47 years old <laughs> and the girl he just proposed to is 18 He's got this all worked out, though. I don't know how in his head this is all going to work. I'm about to tell you. But, spoiler alert, it's not. Okay. Stress Um, stress ages you. And so he's going to come back from war so stressed that he's turned 50. (laughs) (laughs) He's like Rip Van Winkle. Right, right. Negro. Just <laughs> the 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 stress of being a marine sniper as his 
uh, screen name hints at, but doesn't just outright and tell because it's a secret, right? No one can know what he does. Um, the The stress of it has aged his body so that he looks 50, but he's the same 20-year-old Tommy on the inside. I'm just going to, like, step outside and jump off my balcony real quick. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, again, Carol's about to ruin everything. So take this proposal with a grain of salt. He comes home the next day and she is ready to fight. She's like, have a seat. I hate it when my wife ruins my bathroom proposal. why I'm not married. Ugh. Okay. So she's like, seriously, Thomas, take a seat. And I wrote, take a seat and let me tell you a memoir. <laughs> oh, man. Also, like, that's, just, that's an inside joke that we should probably tell people, but it's fine. Um, so Carol's like, oh, am I not tall enough for you? Maybe I'm not hot enough for you. She's like, I'm certainly not blonde enough for you. <laughs> I like Carol. She's got some kahunas. And she has it still from Pretty Woman. It's fine. She was a she was a, a hooker on the street for a long time, okay? She's got the, the smarts. Um, she learned to take care of herself. She does. Um, he's like, it's not what you think. What else could it possibly um, be? And- when people say that, like, what she's, else could it ever possibly be? Um, he sa- she's like, I've seen everything. He says he it wasn't cheating because he's never met her. Um, then he tries to blame Katie as the aggressor. Oh, my God. Um, but Carol's not having it. She's like, you are the adult in this situation because she's 18. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Does she also Sorry. gag like that? Because um, that's awesome. She doesn't. It's just me. It's just me that gags. Ooh, I'm sorry. Ooh, okay. Um. He apologizes. Um. And says he, she's like you should be sorry. Um. She says that the worst part about it all is that she's 18 years old, and I agree. <laughs> that is the worst part. It's so gross. Ew. Okay. Um, and also not only is she, here's the thing, if she was 18 and was like into that, him being 47, that's one thing. Right. But, um, but he's lying. I mean, I would still think it was gross, but she thinks he's 20. Okay. Um, and she's like, you're old enough to be her father. And she doesn't know that. That's why this is gross. Okay. Then Carol does something that I don't agree with and don't at me. It's fine. She says, for purely economical reasons, I'm not going to kick you out. Oh, we need to have that tax break. So you have to stay married to me. 
this pisses me off. I if you're so unhappy, get a divorce. It's, ugh, I'm sorry. It just really makes me mad. People are like, oh, but you know, tax breaks. No, God. no. Mm-mm. Um, so he then is like, okay, I'm going to break up with Katie. Or well, He says, I'm not going to break up with Katie. I'm going to kill Tommy. And then Katie will be sad for a while, but she'll bounce back. Oh, okay. And Carol's like, oh, don't worry. I already took care of it. Yes. And Thomas is like, uh, what did you do? Oosh. And so we cut to... Carol writing a letter to Katie and it says enclosed is a picture of my family. The girls are my daughters aged 11 and 13. The woman is me. And the man that you see is Thomas Montgomery. We've been married for over 17 years, nearly as long as you've been alive. We do not have a son. There is no Tommy. I've read the correspondence that you and Tommy have had over the last year. Oh my God. My husband has been lying to you and playing with your emotions this entire time. I'm not writing this to hurt you, even though it might. I'm writing this so that you can know that the fantasy is over and move on with your life. Do not trust words on the computer, Katie. Unfortunately for us, we are living in the real world, and I have to live with the deceiver every day and deal with his lies. And again, you don't have to live with the deceiver. Just... You don't have to. Right, right. That That's an option. But that's not my business. <laughs> anyway, so <sighs> Thomas sleeps in the garage. He goes to church. He stares at his laptop. He's very unhappy. Life is terrible. Poor Thomas. Um, we fast forward a few months, and Carol is at work when some flowers arrive. Um, okay. And Courtney brings them in. And um, she's like, ooh, you know, flowers. And she asks, oh, is um, Thomas still in the doghouse? And Carol's like, no, the dog is in the doghouse. Thomas lives in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, So the flowers are from Thomas because it's their anniversary. Um, Carol forgot about it. Hmm? At least he got one thing right. Yeah, well, Carol forgot that it was their anniversary, and she feels bad. And, like, at this point, I'm just waiting for Courtney Cox to turn around and be like, we were on a break. (laughs) (laughs) You were on a break. It's fine. Um, Thomas is in the garage, and that damn laptop is just staring at him again. So he gets on it just to play a few hands because there's no harm in that. I'm going to vomit. But his friends have blocked him from the table. Oh, he's been blocked from his table. Okay. So instead of going to bed like he should have, he requests a private chat with Tal Hot Blonde. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I'm like, Katie, girl, do me proud. Don't accept this. But she does. Um, And they start talking again. Excuse me. He apologizes, etc., and she says that she loved Tommy. And he, excuse me. And then Tommy says, "Thomas says Tommy loved you too." I didn't lie about that part. And she says, "I miss Tommy." No. And then 
he asks if they can be friends and she says they can try. So they talk as their, you know, real selves. He sees Brian at work and um, Brian tells him that he's been talking to Katie a lot. And um, he says like, Hey, like you and I are friends. I don't want Katie to, I don't want a girl to come between us, you know? Right. And Thomas is like, everything is great. This is all fine. But it's definitely not fine. It's definitely not fine. He gets online later, and when he sees Brian and Katie, like, flirting in the chat room, because they let him back in. Oh, good. Um, he flips out and starts sending her, like, mean messages. He calls her a tramp. He calls her stupid. He says, um, Brian is not who he says he is, etc. Oh, like, he's got room to talk. Yeah. Hi, Pot. This is Kettle. You're black. Yeah. Um, but then he lays down on the couch and Carol comes in and he's like, hey, it's like super hot out here. Why don't you come back and sleep inside in the air conditioner? So she lets him back in the house and actually they sleep in the same bed at that point. No, Carol, go. But while he's laying in bed, he looks over and in the doorway, he sees Brian and Katie making out. And then Katie goes down on Brian and Brian looks at Thomas and smiles. Oh my god! So Thomas looks away, then looks back, and of course, there's nothing there but his closet doors because this guy is a fucking nut job. Okay. Yep. Back at work, Brian is talking to someone about how much he really likes Katie um, and how he's going to meet her that weekend. And Thomas pushes him against the wall, and they get in a huge fight. Um, Brian says that Katie's been trying to get him to tell everyone that Thomas is a pervert and a predator, but he didn't do it because they're such good friends. Well, that was polite. Mm -hmm. So the boss comes in and breaks it up. He sends Thomas home early instead of firing him because he's worked there for a long time. And um, so they're kind of giving him a break. So he, he leaves and everyone's like looking at him and talking about him, et cetera, as he's walking through the plant. Um, so he's driving home and being crazy. He's screaming and then he'll punch the roof of his truck. And then he starts hysterically laughing like he has lost it. He's having a meltdown. Boop, boop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets home and pulls out an army green duffel bag. And inside is his therapist's phone number. He calls her and they have a, a direct appointment and everything's fine. Oh, that's what I thought would happen. Mm-hmm. That's his coping bag. Yeah. It's his self-care bag. Right. It's fine. We all have one that also has a sniper rifle in it, I'm assuming. LOL. Just kidding. He grabs the bag and, and his laptop and, and gets back in his truck. Um, he goes to a place with free Wi-Fi and gets into another internet fight with Katie. He's And he does this thing through the whole movie where they will show the words he's typing on on the screen, but he'll also say them out loud. That's obnoxious. It's so annoying. Okay, but he's, like, screaming at his laptop. He's like, he doesn't love you! And um, finally, he calls Katie a whore and says, payback's a bitch. Then he screams and bangs on his steering wheel for a while. Um, but he composes himself and calls Carol. Okay. And asks her to leave work early to get the kids because he has to work an extra shift. And she kind of complains a little, but he says that he has a big surprise for her later. 
Um, and when she hangs up, Courtney sticks her big fat nose in it and is like an extra shift. Do you think that's what he's doing? I'm like, girl, mind your own fucking business, okay? Um, Listen, I'm nosy as fuck, too. I definitely would ask that same question. But Carol turns around and is like, I believe him. He just doesn't have it in him to do anything stupid anymore. Okay. Famous last words. Okay. Um, Can you imagine watching this movie without knowing the ending? Um, like, do you remember the first time you heard this case? Because I do. I do. Um, but I also think that they didn't give the twist, like, the level oh, of man. shock that it deserved. Okay. Um, so Thomas hops the fence at this, like, lake thing, and he throws his laptop in it. Okay. He takes the duffel bag out, and it's full of kittens. No, don't put them in the water. I'm just kidding. It's a, it's a sniper rifle. <laughs> well, I, I thought maybe that it was going to be full of, you know, all the stuff that Katie sent him, and he's going to put them in the water, too. It's self-care kitties. He's just going to cuddle them. Okay. Lisa, you had me worried when he threw the laptop in the lake. I was like, if it's cats, leave them there. Don't, don't no. put them in the lake. So we see the um, opening scene again. Uh, spoiler alert. Thomas shoots and kills Brian. Um, oh, man. I was going to hope yeah. that that was another dream. Yeah. He goes back to the lake and he throws the gun in there. Um, then he goes home and he's like, surprise, family. Let's go camping. That's not a good surprise. No. And Carol's like, Thomas, are you all right? Um, and he's like, I've never been better. Let's go. There's nothing wrong with spontaneity. Um, it's all good. Let's get out in the car and skedaddle, huh? Um, so they go camping, and after the girls go to sleep, he and Carol have sex because nothing gets that old engine going like murdering someone. Listen, I'm not judging. I'm judging a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, someone finds Brian's body. Um, the police see the text messages to Katie, and thinking she may be in danger, go to her home. This is not the end. Don't spoil it. I'm not. This is not the end. I'm okay. not. Um, she opens the door and the policeman says he needs to ask her some questions. Her mother walks up behind her and is like, hey, like, what's going on? And Katie's like, oh, I'm not sure, but the police um, have a question for me. And so the, the police says, hey, do you know um, Brian Barrett from Rivershore, Michigan? And it at this moment it cuts and you go back to Michigan police interviewing people around and very quickly putting this one together. Cause this is not the best thought out crime that right. it's ever happened. Um, the Montgomery's are driving home from camping. And when they pull up, the police are outside. They tell the family that Brian has been killed and Carol is very shocked and sad because he was, you know, their friend. Right. Um, Carol says that Thomas and Brian are friends um, and also, he's been camping with his family all weekend, so he definitely didn't do anything. Um, they say, well, actually, he was shot around 9 p.m. on Friday night. And Carol's like, no, it still couldn't have been my husband because he was at work. And um, they were like, well, actually, Brian was in the parking lot of the plant. Right. And um, and then the police were like, hey, like we know about the fight that you guys had. And Carol then turns to Thomas and is like, 
what did you do? Oh, no. Um, so he hugs his kids um, and the police take him away. They're interrogating him. And basically they're like, this is an open and shut case for us. You know, it was a crime of passion. We have all the files from Brian and Katie's computers. Um, the boss had told them that um, he and Brian had gotten in a, in a fight. Um, Carol already told them that he owns an M1 rifle, like the one that uh, Brian right. um, was shot with. Um, Thomas does not talk uh, at this time. He's like, I'll wait for my attorney. And the detective is like, cool, we can wait too. In the meantime, why don't you take another look at this tall, hot blonde? Ah! He opens the folder and the picture is not Katie. What do you mean it's not Katie? It's not Katie. It's her mom. Why is there a picture of her mom in the interrogation room? Um, well, Thomas is like, hey, who's that? And they said, oh, that's Beth Brooks, Katie's mother. Do you think you're the only one who lies about themselves on the internet? What? I Okay, so I even know the ending of this case, but I like the way they did that. You go, mm-hmm. Courtney Cox. Yeah. So we cut back in time and we see Katie's mother signing up for an online account under Katie's name. Um Using her photos. um, That's so disgusting. Taking pictures of her daughter. Stealing her panties to mail to a stranger. Just buy some new ones and lie. You've already been lying this far. Yeah. Accepting Tommy's proposal. um, Getting Carol's letter. She's texting Brian. Then we're back on the front porch where she and Katie are standing. And, um... They ask her again if she knows who Brian Barrett is and Thomas Montgomery. And Katie says she has no idea who they are because she doesn't. Right. Um, and the mom next to her just like breaks down sobbing. Oh, man. Meanwhile, Thomas is like sitting in the interrogation room like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so the closing text says um, Thomas Montgomery confessed to the murder of Brian Barrett. He is currently serving a sentence for first-degree manslaughter. Okay. Um, Carol Montgomery cut off all communication with Thomas. His daughters have limited contact with him. Katie Brooks had no knowledge of her mother's doings. She and her father left Beth Brooks and moved to another city where Katie could continue her life away from the public eye. Beth Brooks was never charged in connection with the life or with the death of Brian Barrett she continues to reside in Indiana and presumably still has access to the internet. <laughs> the end. God. Ugh. I know this is my favorite true crime to have ever true crimed, but it's also so disgusting. It's so gross. All of the adults in this story are horrible people. All right. Are you ready for the truth? Hold on, I'm gonna... Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, at the top, my sources are a a Huffington Post that was called And You Thought Your Mother Wasn't Perfect? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I mean, I could tell some some stories, but uh, I won't. An article from ABC News called Online Love Triangle Deception End in Murder. And... Mm -hmm. um, 
the article Thomas Montgomery from I can't believe it's nonfiction.com. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've actually have several sources, but those are the main three that I looked at. Um, not to mention the White and Crime episode, which is where I first heard of this case. And I remember I was driving. I had been, um, I was not driving. I had driven to Arkansas for a performance <laughs> and the symphony had put me up in a hotel and I'd gotten up early. So I was like getting dressed and I was listening to this episode and it's like seven in the morning. Everyone else in the hotel is still asleep <laughs> and they got to the end of this case and I just shrieked. Like I woke the people up on the other side of me cause I was like, no, <laughs> it's so gross. All right. Um, also I did cast this film. Yay. So, if I'm casting um, Thomas Montgomery, mm-hmm. I'm casting Lee Strasberg, who was in Godfather 2. Okay. Uh, he was okay. Hyman Roth, for anyone who lo- wants to look him up. <laughs> Hyman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm actually a 12-year-old boy. It's fine. It happens. <laughs> you're looking him up? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. In my, um, Lee Strasberg, spell it. S-T-R-A-S-B-E-R-G. Okay, there we go. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if I'm casting Mary Sheeler, who is the mom, mm-hmm. I'm casting Pauline Quirka, that's Q-U-I-R-K-E, and she's an actress from the BBC, she's uh, in a show called Birds of a Feather. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I see that. Yep. And then if I'm casting Brian Barrett, mm-hmm. did you ever watch Dawson's Creek? Duh. Joshua Jackson, who played Pacey. Totally. Yep. Yes. And Love then, it. <coughs> I'm on board. And then Jesse herself, tall, hot, blonde, I've cast Kaylee Cuoco. I love Kaylee Cuoco. All right. So. I, I, I first, like, discovered her... Um, in Simple Rules, 10 Simple Rules? Yeah, 8 Simple yeah, eight, eight Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. I freaking love that show. Me too. And I loved her in it. She was so funny. Okay. Um. So, in May of 2005, a young, handsome, Iraq-bound Marine entered a chat room on the gaming site Pogo.com. No, he didn't. Using the screen name Marine Sniper. He and- was not young. Not... <laughs> No. Let me tell my story. I'll let you tell yours. Fine. Um, and then we had a whole spiel. I wrote a whole spiel about the young days of the internet, but we covered that with your case. I mean, with your we side. Did. So um, he shortly met tall, hot blonde spelled. Yes. T a L hot blonde. Tall, hot blonde, which I don't know if it was like an intentional misspell because tall, hot blonde was already taken or if she didn't know how to spell. Or if it was like how with our Twitter handle at Life Sentence Pod, she ran out of letters. I'm going to go with she doesn't know how to spell. Let's go with that one. And I'm mean. Um, so Talhot Blonde was an 18-year-old who um, who was exactly as her screen name said. They began chatting qu- and it quickly blossomed into this long-distance relationship. And I mean, mm-hmm. they, they were truly this dream couple. Like, mm-hmm. she, he was this young, handsome, like, muscular Marine who was defending the country. And she was this beautiful, blonde, athletic girl. She played softball for her high school. 
and um, they were writing letters back and forth. It's like one of those romances that blossomed during World War II, really. Except nothing like that. I wrote you a letter every day for a year. (laughs) Um, Which did remind me of one of my favorite books ever, Everyone Brave is Forgiven. Um, Except that Tall Hot Blonde, as we now know, is not an 18-year-old girl. And uh, Marine Sniper is not an 18-year-old Marine. So some issues there, but we're going to ignore those for now. Yes. Tall Hot Blonde revealed that her name was Jessie, that she, like I said, played softball for her high school in West Virginia, mm-hmm. and that she was going to be graduating soon. Mm-hmm. She sent pictures of herself to Thomas, who went by Tommy, and um, these pictures just really proved that she lived up for her name. She was tall, she was hot, and she was blonde, and that's everything Tommy wanted in a woman. You just, I mean, you, who cares about intelligence, substance, personality, any of that? As no. long as you're tall, hot, and blonde, yep, exactly. you're in. Um, you're in. <laughs> so she even began sending him, like, pictures in provocative poses. And so they were sexting well before the word sexting was a term. Uh, I hate everything. Everything, yes. So, um, so Jesse asked Tommy what he looked like, too. So he sent her his recent headshot from Marine Boot Camp. Um, recent as in from like 1975? <laughs> his most recent Marine headshot. <laughs> um, and so his picture was that of, of a serious, handsome Marine. He was smooth-faced. He had these deep, dark eyes and a, like a real serious glower. And I mean, he was like not an unattractive guy. Um and oh, it, fast forward 25 years. <laughs> oh, what Jesse didn't know, because I wrote this as if I'm narrating my own episode of Forensic Files. I don't know why, but I did. It's got a narration to it. What Jesse didn't know was that this picture was 30 years out of date. And the only reason this whole event could have ever happened was because it was 2006. Like, scanners were low quality. Even, like, digital cameras were low quality at the time. Like, today, if I were to scan a 30-year-old photograph and try to send it to somebody, you could tell just by the photography quality alone that it's 30 years old. Yeah. But, um, you know, but even then, there were thousands of red flags. Like, the world... Sparkly... Sparkly, moving red flags just all over. The world was littered with red flags, but they mm-hmm. all ignored them, so that's cool. Um, Marine Sniper was not, in fact, an 18-year-old Marine full of energy and vigor and zeal for his upcoming deployment. Oh my god, he wasn't? No! Do you know what he was <gasps> instead? No! What was he? Tell me. 46-year-old married father of two from Buffalo, New York. A gross, gross, gross man. Gross. Uh, gross. Gross. And he, okay. and forty six did not even look good on him. He was every bit of forty six, going on seventy five. So he's not like Don Draper, forty six. No. Oh, Don yeah. Draper, forty six. Uh, excuse me. Be back. <laughs> <laughs> um, in fact, when Thomas went on twenty twenty, like he was on twenty twenty about this story, um, oh, he revealed that. He reveals the way he was pulled into this fantasy world where he was found desirable again by somebody young and beautiful. Beautiful? (laughs) (laughs) Where he... 
where he was found desirable by somebody young and beautiful. He spoke very lovingly about this uh, younger version of himself that he'd crafted. He said, he was my height, six feet tall, had bright red hair, big shoulders and all that. So He was not real. No. mm -mm, Nope. Okay. And the online relationship really started to consume Thomas. Uh, He became, like, really obsessed with it. And it really is, like, an interesting study in how addictive social media and the internet are. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, And I see this, like, not just in my students, but I see this in lots of people all the time. But especially because I spend all day with middle schoolers. They're right now finding their worth in the amount of followers and likes they get on Instagram. And the amount of plays their videos are getting on TikTok. And, like, subscribers to their YouTube channel. And how many ads they get on Snapchat. And... What the fuck is TikTok? It used to be Musical.ly. You're going to have to go a little deeper than that. (laughs) Okay, so um, it's like uh, a video that you record with somebody else. So you get half the screen and they get half the screen. And then you do like lip syncs to different music videos or... um, You do like reactions to what they're doing. I'll send you a couple of links why uh it's i think they thought it was going to be the new vine and then it never took off really it's just now picking up okay it it sounds very pointless it is welcome to almost all social media um but i mean but i used my social media to like talk to people right like you guys or to like show people how enviable my life is right like me posting all of my art and music exactly um but we really are consumed by social media and by oh, like, and I oh. I also use it to make fun of other people on TV like The Bachelor and Vanderpump Rules and Lifetime movies. So well, you have to, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, and like the world is com- is obs- <clears throat> nope, the world is obsessed and consumed by trying to win the approval of like actual true virtual strangers. Like yeah. It's just ridiculous. But anyway, so it hit him. Clearly, he was getting some kind of like super dopamine response to this affection he was getting from Tal Hot Blonde. Mm-hmm. But it seemed the feeling was mutual because Tal, Tal Hot Blonde kept messaging Tommy. And then that eventually evolved into phone calls and love letters and the exchanging of gifts. Um and, a bathroom proposal? Well, I don't know. I didn't find that, but I would not at this point be surprised. Okay. Um, and wouldn't you know, their exchanges left nothing to be desired. They were beautiful works of poetry, worthy of the ranks of great love notes. Like um, Beethoven once said, though still, oh, though still alone, my thoughts go out. No, uh-uh. I must type this. Though still in my bed, my thoughts go out to you, my immortal beloved. That's how he spoke to this unnamed woman he was in love with. I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. And Mm -hmm. Napoleon once wrote, I awake consumed in thoughts of you to Josephine. So I need. So what's it this dummy, right? Uh, (coughs) Oh, excuse me. Um, Mm -hmm. Let me make sure that's not one of the scripts. Because I put in our drive a script for you. God. And I almost told you last week that you were not allowed to do this. <laughs> but then I was like, 
Paul would never do that to me. <laughs> and here we are. Oh man. Let I me hate you so much because Ugh. Right. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Just so you know, whichever part I play, I'm gonna gag after each line well, because duh. Ugh. Gross. Okay. okay, no, this is not script one. I'll let you know when it's your turn. Okay. Uh, so this one you're scot-free because I'll read both parts. Oh, thank God. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to hide my face while you do it so I don't have to look at you because I'm just going to die laughing. Tal Hot Blonde says, I love you always and forever, Tommy. <clears throat> and Marine Sniper says, I've never felt this way. So that's... So far, I mean, it's <laughs> not poetry, but it's not... <laughs> not the worst. I, that's why I saved the good ones for the script. Thank you so much. You're welcome. What's interesting, though, is when Thomas was interviewed for 2020, he spoke about Tommy in the third person. And he treated this online persona as, like, an entirely different entity. Like, like that Tommy was a living, breathing human being who was not Thomas Montgomery. Right. He said... There was virtual sex going on in there between her and Tommy. He didn't say between her and me. Between her and Tommy. Like... It really makes me wonder, like, how badly this guy broke with reality. Right, like, he's really dissociated at this point. Because he, in fact, says that he felt kind of dirty having virtual sex with this 18-year-old self-professed virgin. But that Tommy wouldn't stop. He was addicted to it. Damn you, Tommy! Oh, man! (laughs) Fucking Tommy ruins everything. <laughs> so, Thomas started spiraling out of control. And Wait, I, he hasn't already started spiraling out of not control? Not really. Like, he's, he's out of hand, but he's not out of control until January 2nd, 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, and much like the letter that you read earlier that he wrote to himself, he wrote on January 2nd, 2006... Tom Montgomery, 46 years old, ceases to exist and is replaced by an 18-year-old battle-scarred Marine. He is moving to West Virginia to be with the love of his life. And then, when I, like, I was reflecting back, January 2nd, 2006, I was a senior in high school. I was blogging on Zanga and probably saying the same kind of bullshit, but I was 18 years old and felt the world (laughs) too hard because I fell in love with every girl who looked at me and used my Zanga.com slash first place last to, um, to show everyone how I misunderstood that girls could be kind and not also have a crush on me. It's like the, um, um, the mist, Misconnections on uh, uh-huh. Craigslist. <laughs> God, I love those. <laughs> so, in March of 2006, and for again a glimpse at what was happening in my life, because this podcast is really just about me telling you what yeah. happened. Um, I turned 18 in March of 2006, and I turned 23 in March of 2006 in Vegas. Oh, lucky. Um, I performed in the Honor Orchestra of America that same month, and it really was like a big red letter month for me. Everything was really great then. Um, apparently for Thomas and Tell Hot Blonde, it was a red letter month too. Oh God. Because that was when one of Thomas's daughters discovered his entire secret relationship. Do you mean red letter month or red panty month? <laughs> Listen, I, 
Don't make me vomit, please. <laughs> I had to. It was right there. <laughs> I wrote somewhere in my notes about that, but apparently I didn't make it early enough. Um, oh, it's actually in this paragraph. Okay. So, um, so she went and told her mom about it, Cindy Montgomery. And mm-hmm. Cindy, Thomas's wife, began searching through his secret life. She found not only all of their instant messages, but his secret stash of her photos and the red thong that she'd sent him since the start of their affair. I mean, it seems like she probably could have noticed that since he's probably been wearing it on his face since he got it. <laughs> oh, no, it's for, <laughs> it's for nosebleeds, honey. That's a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So bad. I hate it. It's an eye patch. It's terrible. Okay. Um, So Cindy sent Jesse a family photo of Thomas. Mm -hmm. uh, Like of Thomas, of Cindy and their two kids Mm -hmm. and revealed his true identity. And she actually does belong in the uh, Love Letter Hall of Fame with Beethoven and Napoleon because she's the damn better writer than the other two. Excellent. She says, let me introduce you to these people. The man in the center is Tom, my husband since 1989. Don't trust words on a computer. Let this go. You will only be hurt by a man who has mastered the art of manipulations and lies. Oof. Right? Look, she ha- she gives zero fucks and she has no time for anybody's bullshit. Nope. That's for sure. She is the hero of this story. Um, so Jesse was horrified at this realization and sent Tom a message saying that she hated him and he should be arrested for what he'd done to her. Let that sink in since you know the ending. I mean, at this point, though, if I didn't know the ending, I'm not sure I would disagree. Right, exactly. Um, also, Cindy Montgomery is the only adult in this entire situation because I consider Brian and um, Jesse both to still be children because they're very young. Right. Um, It just shows how old I am. Um, Anyways, she's the only adult in this entire situation that had any clue what she was doing. Oh, yeah. So. Because these people are fucking Dumb. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So Jesse quickly moved on, like got past the heartbreak and she started up a conversation with one of Thomas's coworkers, Brian Barrett, who used the screen name beefcake. Um, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, I feel for Jesse real hard for now, <laughs> but I also feel like, she could have gone outside of that pool of people to right. a new person that was a stranger. And right. this could have all ended right here. You know, there are lots of places where it could end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so, um, she asked Beefcake if it were really true that Thomas was, in fact, an old married man and not the young Marine that she pictured. Um, and through the course of their conversation, he consoled her, and so she found a way to use. Their, I bet he did. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. She found a way to use the situation to her advantage. So he and uh, Jesse and, or sorry, Tell Hot Blonde and Beefcake started frequency frequenting the same chat rooms that uh, Tell Hot Blonde and Marine Sniper had been in. 
And she flaunted her relationship with Beefcake. And then they started like... I, you're in a relationship with a guy who calls himself Beefcake. Should you really be bragging? <laughs> the, you know, that's the I'm question. not sure that I would, um, but that's just me. So I don't know anything. Okay. Beefcake and Tell Hot Blonde started trading, trading pictures with each other, but they also started like publicly ridiculing Marine Sniper. And at one point, they were like, they revealed, like, he pretends to be 18, but he's actually 46, um, and I'm just a little girl. And so they made all these implications that he was, like, a pedophile. I mean, you're not a little girl. Right. You're not, like, a grown-up, but you're not a little girl. Right. But so they, they, like, worded it in a way that he would sound like a pedophile. Of course they did. Um, so Maureen Sniper sent her a message at one point that says, Brian will pay in blood. People are so dramatic. Okay. <laughs> His messages became increasingly more violent. Um, they this is an online relationship. Uh, these people have not met each other. I mean, I am assuming that Thomas and Brian have met each other because they work in the same place. Right. But these are basically strangers right. talking to and each like, other. Thomas, you have a wife who gave you two daughters. There's clearly somebody in your life who will fuck you. Like, what is wrong with you? It's not even about that. Like, if, you, <sighs> ugh, if you're so unhappy... This is not the 1940s. Get a divorce. Like, if you are so unhappy in your life that you're like, I think I'm going to kill someone today. Don't do that. Um, Ugh, I can't. Okay, this is terrible. So, I hate everything. Go. I mean, they were awful to him. And yeah, like, he did something awful. But they didn't have to fight awful with awful. So it was just a, it was just a big... This is the one time in this story before I found out the ending where I was like these are definitely kids like fucking with an adult because yeah. they don't understand like that things like that have consequences right um, so but Jesse also didn't stop I aming Thomas this is where you need your script Aww. do you want to be marine sniper or tell hot blonde <laughs> no. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I'm reading this, and I'm like, which one is less embarrassing? <laughs> no, they both suck. The answer is no. <laughs> All right, so I will be top towel hot blonde. Okay, so she still played into the fantasy that was Marine Sniper, okay, pining mm -hmm. for a man who didn't exist. I ache to be with Tommy. Do you miss it, Tom? More. <laughs> more than you will ever know. My, my heart oh, aches. that's you. Uh-huh. My heart <laughs> aches to hear you call me your Tommy. I wish that I could be that 19-year-old Marine for you. I know, Tom. <laughs> no, nothing is capitalized. Nothing is punctuated. It's the wrong then. And ew. Okay, first of all, I need about five showers after reading that 
I really hate you a lot. Okay. okay. Second of all, in the movie, he should have known that he was talking to an adult because the punctuation and grammar for the most part was correct. Mine always was. Like I didn't She did say good. you instead of Y-O-U, but other than that, like she used in fact she overly used commas. Oh good. My favorite kind of person. Too many commas and then but it's like all the correct punctuation and spellings and stuff and I was like, you should have known. <laughs> so after this exchange Talhot Blonde continued pursuing a relationship with both men. Um, and this is another wonderful exchange that was documented between Marine Sniper and Talhot Blonde. You need your script too for this. It's on that same document. Are you ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm not reading this. You have to. No. You I'm have not. To. I'm not. It's so bad. <laughs> Wish you were doing. I know. I <laughs> Please don't say it. So bad. Doctor Sarah, I need you for a dramatic reading. <laughs> yes, please say these things to your wife and not me. Ew. Oh my god! Oh, I need you to dramatically read with me. I'm a sniper in your telephone. You have to get closer. Is to it the mic. is it profane? I'm not saying it. It's, it's not perfect. Profa- uh, it's disgusting, but not profane. <laughs> Wish you were nude. <laughs> what would you do? Stare. That all? Nope. You might get the magic. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Make love to me, Tommy. (laughs) Are these people 12? Well, what? They're both pretending to be 18 and they're both 40 year old adults. (laughs) Someone didn't get disciplined enough as a child. When I calm down, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> Y'all, pray for Dr. Sarah. She has to be married to me every day. She doesn't get a break. Look, I'm going to make... <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to make Sarah's... <laughs> <laughs> Your ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> she was like... <laughs> Exchange where he's she says, What would you do? and he says, Stare. Stare. (laughs) I'm like sobbing. Oh, God. I just almost spit my water out. That was fabulous. Okay. Uh, I need another shower. So. So much more alcohol. Okay, go. For some reason, it didn't work out with Tommy again. And after artful sexting like that, I don't know how. You might get the magic should have won her over. 
<laughs> Who says stuff like that? <laughs> Marine sniper. Look, if you sex like that, email us and I'll teach you how to sex. <laughs> because that's a disgrace. <laughs> and I can't live my life knowing that people send shit like that to each other. That's disgusting. Lifetime Don't do it. At gmail.com. Nope, Lifetime sentence podcast at gmail.com. For sexing lessons, I will teach you. So, because that's an embarrassment. No. <laughs> so, she broke it off with him so she could pursue a more serious relationship with Beefcake. And I mean, like you do. Thomas had issues containing his anger, um, especially knowing that she was dating another man with whom he worked. Like you said, maybe find a different company to date. Meet a stranger. Um, I understand like the heart wants what it wants, but this was online. Like she could have met, she could have like started a chat with anybody. uh, Well, that's okay. Because one day Thomas overheard Brian tell some of his coworkers that quote, Tal hot blonde had chosen him to pop her cherry. Please don't ever say that. Okay. I don't understand the whole pop the cherry. That's not a thing. Oh. Do you know what it means when you quote unquote pop a cherry? Because you yes. can have sex and not tear someone's hymen. That means that you hurt her. But I mean, go on and be proud about that. You fucking creep. Okay. Did you ever read or watch how, Memoirs of a Geisha? No. Okay. Then it's a reference that won't make sense. Um, so when he heard Brian say he was going to pop her cherry, that's when Thomas snapped and honestly same, but not like I want to kill him. Just like that phrase is disgusting. Um, so on September 15th, 2006, my Facebook status was Paul is wondering when he became the super stud at the freak show. Um, I'm sorry, were you doubling as beefcake? (laughs) Keep in mind, I was actually 18. Okay. Uh, Half a country away, however, Brian Barrett was found dead in the parking lot at his work, having been shot three times by a military rifle. Found at the scene was a peach pit covered in Thomas Montgomery's DNA. Like, I don't know why this detail is so weird to me, but it is. Here's why it's weird to me. He professes to be this sniper. And he doesn't, I don't know if he policed his brass. In the movie, he did not police his brass. But he also just leaves a fucking peach pit there. (laughs) Get better. Do better. Right. Do better. Okay. Um, So investigators soon, like very quickly, obviously, learned of the triangle. Oh, yeah. This was not a head scratcher, you guys. Not at all. They learned of the love triangle and feared that Montgomery was on his way to Jesse's house, Talhapwan's house, to exact revenge on her, too. And so the police in Buffalo, where Thomas was from, Mm -hmm. called the police in the West Virginian town that Jesse was from. Mm-hmm. Uh, to warn her or to warn them to um, to go check on Jesse and protect her. Okay. When her mom answers the door, it's like 2.30 or 3 in the morning, by the way. 
when her mom answers the door. Um, the cops got the end of an even stranger story than anybody could have imagined. Because Jessie had not been sending any pictures to Thomas Montgomery or to Brian Barrett. Her mother, Mary Sheeler, had. Mary had been using her own daughter's pictures to flirt with men on the internet for over a year and thought that it was just harmless fucking fun. I hate Lady, every word in that sentence. You sent pictures, like you sent sexy pictures of your daughter to men you've never met before, and one is dead. None of those words put in that order are harmless fun. It's awful. And listen, I've got some stories about parents who do crazy shit, but this is like next level. I just, I, well, it's probably same level, different kink, but ugh. Oh. So. It's real bad. So, naturally, Thomas Montgomery was arrested and he was charged with and pled guilty, guilty to the murder of Brian Barrett. Mm-hmm. Um, but because he took a plea bargain, he only, he received a 20 year sentence. Or like okay, was he, he pled out to manslaughter? I think so. I it's inter- that's interesting to me. Although thinking on it now in the moment, it must be because they were unable to charge the mother. Right. I think they that he his lawyers, if they were good lawyers, leveraged that in right. his favor. And so that's what I was about to say next is the prosecutors in Buffalo also tried to find a way to charge Mary Sheeler with something, but what she did was like morally and ethically wrong and disturbing and disgusting and all the other like awful adjectives that you don't want to name dwarfs after. Listen, if her daughter had been a little bit younger, they probably could have at least popped her on child porn. Like, right. (laughs) Nothing she did was technically illegal. And so I did research yesterday to see if like, if any laws have changed, like, if using someone's likeness today is illegal to catfish, but there's still not a law against it. It's just wrong. Um, I think that if you steal... If you steal property, if you cause a crime to be committed, then you are complicit in it. But, like, just, I sent a picture to this guy and pretended to be, like, I stole Vanessa Hudgens' nudes and sent them out to people as if I'm her... That that's not illegal. It's just wrong. I think that, um, I'm trying to remember. Like, I think Wine and Crime covers a little bit in in that episode. Stealing someone's likeness that you like because it's her daughter. It's a little bit different. Because stealing someone's likeness that you don't know. Like, if you, if I go to you know. Susie Anderson's Facebook account and steal her photos and use them. And then a crime is committed. I, well, maybe, maybe she could civilly sue me. I don't know if that would right. still even so, be criminal. So if a crime were committed, but because your online relationship didn't actually coerce the crime to happen, that was the instability of that man. Then it didn't count. Mm-hmm. If you had said well, it's like that girl from um, Michelle, whatever her name is. That convinced her friend to commit suicide. So you're complicit in that. different, yeah. Right. Or if... If you had said, like, you should kill Brian. Right. Exactly. Or if you say, this is Ryan Gosling, and if you want to date me, you have to go rob this bank. Then you are complicit in that. 
I'm a Nigerian prince. Send me twenty million dollars. I would rob a bank for Ryan Gosling, and I'll send you. I'll send you three. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I don't. He's not my favorite. I mean, he's good looking, but he doesn't really do it for me. God, you're so mad right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize this was the hill I was live, willing to live and die on, but apparently it is. Like, oh my god. <laughs> no, that's he funny. looks like a he. Uh, I have a problem. So, I have first of all, I have a daddy issue, and I have a you know a bad boy complex. So put that together, seen, that just totally puts Ryan Gosling out. He looks way too sweet and innocent. Have you seen La La Land? I have not, but I did buy the DVD so he, at on Black Friday. He actually plays the piano in it, mm-hmm. and John Legend said watching him play, like John Legend is jealous of his abilities, and to watch him play really is like a spiritual experience. Um, so I think that that's where my greatest love for him developed was in La La Land. Okay. Cause it was like the notebook did not do it for me. No, me neither. The notebook is the movie that I watch when I want to cry. Right. A lot. So mm-hmm. luckily as I'm wrapping this up, luckily it's not that like Mary Shelley, Sheeler got nothing out of this or like got unscathed. Um, her husband did divorce her and her daughter cut ties with her. The worst part is, is her daughter didn't even know it until she just did a random Google search for her mom's name and all this information popped up. So she moved to Virginia with some family and that's where she went to college and she kind of just hid out for a while, which she deserved. Uh, yeah. And then of her actions, Mary said, it was stupid. It should have never happened. I just never thought it would go anywhere, that it would end, fall off, and that would be the end of it. But it's like, you didn't make any moves to try to ghost them, so I don't know how you thought it was just going to end. Well, and in the movie, like, okay, so in the movie, Brian is on his way to visit Katie. Oh, yeah, that happens and in I'm real like, life, too. I'm like, wait, what What did you think was going to happen? She calls him, and she was like, hey, something came up, you can't come over. Like, that's a real thing that happened. Right, but no, but on in this movie, he's like on his way there, but he's killed first. Like he's oh. gonna leave and go there. Oh, yeah, no. And I'm like, what did you? She's like, I can't wait to see you. I'm like, what? What did you think was gonna happen here? That you were gonna answer the door as your forty something self, your daughter, whose pictures he's been looking at for months, is gonna be there, and he's just gonna be like, oh, it's cool, I love you. What? Duh. That's how You're life all works. Nuts. That's the problem. I just well, well uh. okay. Still, my favorite case ever, but uh. it's a great case. And actually, um, I would say watch this movie if you want to. It's, a, I mean, it's a decent movie, but if you really want to get into the nitty nitty gritty and see the actual story and the gross, gross, grossness, watch. The documentary Tao Hot Blonde. It's much better. And you get to see all the gross sexting. Um, hey, what what would you pair this movie with? Everclear. <laughs> Straight. I was thinking Ziva because it's a... Zima? Ziva, sorry. Because it's a early 2000s. Like... You're not ice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the story, 
Everclear. But yeah, uh, yeah, the movie, I, I, yeah, I think a, a, smear, a nice malt liquor, Smirnoff Ice or a Zima would go great. Maybe throw a Skittle in there for old time's sake. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So what are we watching? What are you watching next week? Well, um, when it comes to that, I need your help. Okay. So I have written down a list of all 27 movies that I currently have streaming access to. Okay. And I've numbered the list. That's what I did today. Working hard. Um, <laughs> so I need you to pick a number between 1 and 27. Pick a number between 1 and 27. It's 13. 13. <laughs> so next week we're going to be watching Sinister Minister. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. You know, I'm... Oh, man, I'm really pumped, actually. <laughs> I know nothing about it, but I like... I don't either. I don't. I know nothing about the real stuff. case, so I'm very excited. I think there's notes in the in the drive about what the real case is, who okay. it is, because I don't know. All right, man. What we did it. We did it in I, under two hours. I know. I can still go have dinner with my friends. I'm so excited. Um, I can have a shower or two and have dinner <laughs> with myself. Um, so guys, thank you so much for listening and for Mm -hmm. hanging out with us. Um, we really cannot say enough how grateful we are that you spend time with us every week. Yeah. We're almost at 700 downloads and I'm like, what's happening? But I love it. Keep, keep doing that. Yeah. Share with your friends and don't forget through the month of February, leave us a, uh, review on iTunes and email us your username to go in for a drawing for a random piece of art. Yes, please. Oh, and I meant to ask you, my friend, Erin, because you called them out. <laughs> um, she's on an Android, so there's no way for her to review, is there? Is there? I heard, I think somebody said recently there is, but I don't remember how. So I will look that up for next week. So what I did is I said I would find out, and so now I'm telling you so you can find out and tell me, and then I can tell her. And yeah. that's how that works. So mm-hmm. I will tell you so you can tell her, but I will also say it next week. Excellent. Because I know that actually our most listens are through Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then don't forget, guys, you can always um, find us on all your streaming services. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on Spotify. We're on Overcast is the one that I use, but we're on iTunes. Stitcher, Stitcher iTunes, Google, Google Play, Play, all the things. Um, and look us up on Instagram at Lifetime Sentence. Yes. On um, oh. on Twitter at Life Sentence Pod. Uh, you can shoot us an email. Tell us a fun story and let Aaron give you sexting lessons at Lifetime Sentence Podcast at gmail dot com. I mean, it's a service, really. I'm just providing a service. And what's our website? I don't do our website. <laughs> you do. Lifetime Sentence Pod dot com. Thank you. Okay. Well, this was fun. Next week will be Sinister Minister and we'll go into a story completely blind. I'm kind of excited. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think, I think Calendar Girl Cop Killer, like our pilot was the only one I didn't know. That was about. the only one that we did not know anything. Yep. So right. cool. Have a good night. You too. Have fun at dinner. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
This has been Lifetime Sentence, where the truth really is stranger than fiction. Thanks for listening.